This is Daisenshu EX, the podcast, episode 56 for the week of December 17th, 2006. Welcome to Daisenshu EX, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. What is it? Planet Namek? Uh, uh. Uh, you know, that one? Ginga Giddy Giddy? No, I don't think that's it either. Oh, the, the ultimate DBZ website. No, I don't think that's it either. Oh. Oh, 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 I got it. It's Daisenshu EX. Oh. Sure it's not Wuken? I'm pretty sure. I okay. wish I was Wuken. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and saying where the hell I am. I am <laughs> Mike Labrie. Perhaps you know me as Vegito EX. And up there in New York, back with us is Julian. Yay! Yay! What he up, lives. dude? A lot of things. Like, yeah. I got my thesis in, and Woo. I've got all my other papers in, Woo. and I got my Japanese exam tomorrow, but it Whee. shouldn't be any problems. Sweet. Whee. Yes, it is that time of year. It is. Oh, yes. Ah, I to see. be a college student again. Yep. If you're and so young ago. Yotsubato Volume 6 comes out on Monday-ish. Must be sooner than that. What's the 16th? Sixteenth uh, is a Sunday. Okay, so it's, it comes out Sunday then, and I'll be in the New York City area in early January, so I'll have to pick that up, as well as a number of other things I've been meaning to have my eye on, like One Piece volumes forty three and forty four, <laughs> and a couple of light novels. You know, maybe find a study booklet for the uh, JLPT there, level two. Awesome. Nikyu, baby. Nice. And then over here to my less than proverbial right, we get the Mary. Hello, hello. What up, yo? Um, nothing. I was just bragging earlier how I have $200. You know how, how happy I am to have $200 during uh, this massive holiday right. season? Why do you have an additional $200? I don't know. It came from my car insurance company, and it doesn't look like it's a fraud or anything. Whoa, like one of those whoa, dealies wait, where... Whoa, whoa, what? It, it doesn't look like one of those dealies where they say, here's a check, and it's like a little asterisk that says, if you actually check this... You owe your this, firstborn. Exactly. This looks like an actual partial refund for the last um, payment I made. It's probably the That's result rare. of like a class action lawsuit, and they're dancing around the fact of that they. Yeah, they're up saying and our stockholders, uh, or board of directors, or something about this. They said we had extra money, so yeah, here's it says something about dividends. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's like I don't care. I got two hundred. Fishy. We'll have to look at that. And, and now this means all the children will have gifts, or at least two hundred dollars worth of gifts for as long as I can stretch it. But yeah, that's that's me. So Mary's in a good mood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was not previously because I was worried about the holidays, <laughs> and now I have $200, and now I'm not worried about the holidays, so all is well. Very nice. God bless us, everyone. Everyone. Oh, we're seeing that play tomorrow, haha. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's going to be so excited. It's a job-related trip, and Mike gets dragged along as the boyfriend. I'm so sorry. But hey, well, at least it's not a musical. Exactly. That's what I've been telling him for a week now, is that at least it's not a musical. <laughs> It'd be better if it had Patrick Stewart in it, but, you know, you can take what you get. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Take take the free dinner and take the free show. So, Mike, uh, relax. Aside from the crying, how are you? I'm fine. That's good. I was playing Jump Ultimate Stars earlier, and I unlocked Frankie. Wait, actually, I super. I, I unlocked him yesterday on the crapper. Who did I get today? You oh, said, how appropriate for him. <laughs> you're like, I got some One Piece characters. I don't know who they are. Oh yeah, there's um, they're like two women. I, I don't know who they were, but when I uh, did their evolution tree, it gave me an extra thing on Frankie. Mm. Are there two people uh, related to him somehow? Are, are they twins with long noses and square-shaped hair? Yes. 
they're the the square sisters, Kiwi and Moz. Gotcha. They're um his underlings. Gotcha. Well, some of his underlings. Yeah. So when I did them, I got like a five comma Frankie. Cool. He's cool. I also got Boo. Um, I mean, we're gonna do our full review of the game not this week, but coming in the future. But I'm pretty much done with the game now. I think I don't really know. Hot diggity. Cool. I don't have my Jotaro yet, though. What the fuck? You gotta work hard for it. <sighs> I'm not gonna give him to you that easy. I know. I need him. I need him back. Well, this week on Daisenchu EX, the podcast, it's a crazy week tomorrow. Like Mary said, we're going to be at some work function event thing. And Friday, we're traveling down to my parents' place to do Christmas with them. And cool. then we'll do actual Christmas with Mary's parents on actual Christmas. So we have a busy kind of week. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're recording super early. And I need to pretty much record and edit this evening and hopefully still get it out on time. Good luck. Um. Well, there's no way we'll get it out. Sunday. We may. We if may. I edit everything tonight, mm-hmm. I can post the MP3 from my parents. Oh, well then. I guess I do have internet over there in Virginia, so. They're not, you know, out in the middle of the ocean or anything. Or well, out in the it, forest. Worst comes to worst, you could always go to like a, a McDonald's or a Panera or something and use the internet there. That's true. So we we pretty much just recorded the last episode and we're doing this episode here what we wanted to do this week was something kind of laid back and relaxed julian's been busy with the school work uh, i've had busy work week mary not so much but i took a half day today because <laughs> <laughs> i had the backlog of hours and i needed to prepare for this weekend's trip so what we're going to do this week is catch up on email we have cool. so so many that we just haven't gotten to so we want to hit a whole bunch of questions, comments people have, and uh, we're going to have fun here. Is this viewer appreciation episode, or is this just... We can call it that, too. Okay. Except they're not really watching anything. No more listening. Oh, so oh listener yeah. Listener appreciation. appreciation. Sometimes I forget um, what a podcast is. Yes, I know. <laughs> it would help if you would listen to podcasts, then you would know what they I are. I know. So basically, we're going to skip over uh, the news and releases and all that stuff. There's not a whole lot going on anyways, especially since we just recorded the last episode for releases all there is is that uh best remix uh 2006 one half special on the 20th Mm. something i just wanted to note though is i was looking around on the eb games website earlier today and they actually have a listing in a picture in a description for jump superstars on the nintendo ds and they do explicitly say it's an import game that's kind of weird and they have it saying as shipping on the 27th of this month that's Uh, interesting yeah i mean i guess they figure now that ultimate stars is out it's not like they're um hurting sales of that one or anything yeah they don't have a listing for ultimate stars though they do have naruto 4 for the ds Hmm. and strangely these are also the two games that we've seen at local best buys for sale Weird. with the import stickers. I don't know what's going on with these two specific games and stores getting them. Uh, maybe EB and Best Buy have the same game distributor or something. Uh, I don't really know what's going on with that. But uh, that's really it for releases anyways. So uh, we're just going to hit up all these emails and have some fun. Word. Our first email comes to us from a lot of people. This aired on Saturday Night Live several oh, yes. weeks back. And we got lots of emails. You know, what did you think of it? Did you see it? I saw it. I did too. Uh, we didn't see it <laughs> live, but well, I did. You you did see it that night. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, I that's just right. The channels and I saw it. And I'm like what? <laughs> that's right. Because where were we? Because I was texting you saying, "Well, what's the big news this weekend?" You said, "I don't know," but SNL just played something. <laughs> <laughs> so we did get to see it later. For those who are maybe in different countries or don't even really know, I, I think SNL plays in lots of places. Saturday Night Live is 
skit slash comedy slash variety show on NBC here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they do occasionally these kind of cartoon parody things. And uh, this one just happened to be an all-out Dragon Ball parody. Yes. Starring Takeru Kobayashi, the competitive <laughs> eater from Japan. With his actual voice, I think. Yeah, as he appears in a live-action segment. Yeah. Yeah. He had a theme song. And... Which, incidentally, is another theme song with the well, words actually, changed. Well, one, one of them was kind of an outright parody of Chala Hechala. Right. The other one was just the movie 13 ending with different words. But... The opening, it does that beginning, doodaloo, doodaloo from Hechala. And they had dub yeah. music. Yeah, and there was dub yeah. music at some but, point in there. Yeah, the theme songs were like based right. on the Japanese stuff, which was kind of amusing. Yeah, but uh, it was the movie 13 closing theme, but just with, with new words. lyrics, right? And yeah. for the most part, <clears throat> the, the words were dead on with where they should be in the song, and I thought it was <laughs> really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the entire thing was performed in Japanese. Right. Um, a few people sounded like they didn't know what they were saying, but the dialogue was, you know, legitimate. Right. <laughs> well, the subtitles were great because they were so absurdly literal. That's that what made funny. it funny. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, it was great, though. Just the, the whole concept. <laughs> oh, this wall's made of hot dogs. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Great. I'll sop up the floodwaters with the <laughs> hot dog one. <laughs> and then there were parts uh, where they actually had dead-on parodies of DBZ villains, and other times they had kind of half-assed parodies of right. what kind of looked like DBZ character there design villains. There were two villains. main oh, oh, shots. Yeah. And one was King Cold, and I don't remember who the other two, but they were actual yeah. characters, pretty much with slightly different colors, maybe. And then the don't other forget shot, the refrigerator. Yes. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and the other shot towards the end were just kind of generic DBZ esque villain looking characters. But in the background, they were actually playing scenes from DBZ movies and things. Yeah, it was very bizarre. <laughs> they had like their own footage that was made to look like DBZ, and then actual footage pulled from. The series, which was downright nutty. So I'm wondering if they talked to Funimation at all. I mean, kind of weird. Or toy for that matter. Right, right. Well, Kobayashi didn't seem to mind appearing in it. So <laughs> you know what? Maybe he's a big fan. Well, he's you know from Japan, and every Japanese kid knows about DBZ, <laughs> so I don't see why not. Looks it to be about the right age to know the movie 13 closing theme. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we saw it. We loved it, and um, awesome stuff. Well, we're going to move on into other emails here. This one comes to us from Jack O'Brien. All right. Jack writes, Dear Mary, not Mary, Mike and Julian, if you had the opportunity to meet one of the uh, voice actors from Dragon Ball, dub and Japanese, who would it be and why? Mm. Ooh. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Mary. Well, I've, uh, already, I've already met the one English voice actor <laughs> I've wanted to meet, being Eric Bale. And I would love to meet him again, because he was a fun guy to hang out with. He was. He was cool. Um, Japanese. I would love to... Um, <laughs> he just seems like such a wacky guy based on the footage I've seen of him online. The voice actor for Yamcha. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he looks so fun. I wouldn't be able to take him seriously because every time I'd hear his voice, I'd just picture a tuxedo mask. <laughs> Welcome to my homepage. 
That's what I think. What's the one that I think of when I think of him? Just because of that, <laughs> that page. Welcome to my homepage. Those are your choices. Those are my choices. All right, Julian, what do you got? Uh, well, for the Japanese version, of course, I'd have to go with Mayumi Tanaka. Mm, yes. Um, just because of Luffy, but <laughs> maybe that's not so much because of Dragon Ball, but you know, right. Yajirobe could. Right. Even. There you go. Uh, and obviously, she she enjoyed her time in DBZ, even if uh, her character started to get short shrift towards the end there. Yeah. But, you know, it, that, it, it had to be that, obviously. Right. As for dub, well, I've exchanged a total of, like, three words with, uh, my, what, Vic Mignogna, but... Uh, <laughs> and all he really does is scream in Dragon Ball, yeah. so... Well, I, I think I stood next to him at one point, you had to point him out to me. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me about an AMV contest once. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Vic Mignogna's been everywhere, though, so I guess he doesn't really count. Right. <laughs> so, in in terms of I guess the main cast, I'd probably have to say hmm, Eric Vale. <laughs> That's two for Eric Safe Vale, bet. two, <laughs> two for two. Ooh, me now. Because uh, well, he's the Budokai announcer, of course. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> if I were to meet someone, dub, I, it's it would have to be Ian Corlett. Going that far back, huh? Yeah, I am. And I actually have exchanged emails with him way many years ago. Um, I believe when we were talking, it was in between the period when Funimation was doing the Saban stuff and when they started going on to doing their own. But he was just a genuinely nice and appreciative person. So I would love to meet him in person. Uh, I have loved everything he's done and I've seen and heard him in. So that would be why. Japanese cast. I don't know. Mm. Who would I want to meet? So the thing is, I think of characters, but then their voice wouldn't necessarily be a pretty cool guy. So I <laughs> I'm going to have to say Daisuke Gori. Because <laughs> I think he would have a very cool sense of humor to him. I guess if you got to play Mr. Scene, you must have a, a nice sense of humor. Yeah. So that's mm. who I say. That is a good answer. Okay. All right. We're going to move on then. The next one comes to us from Stevie. Stevie says... Man, listening to you and Mary in the podcast dealies has made me angsty and bitter. We're sorry. In all caps. How did you get a girlfriend who likes DBZ? And all all caps. Can you please use your skills to set me up with a DBZ girl? Thank you. What, like Bulma or Videl? (laughs) Here's a drawing. Good luck. How did I get a girlfriend who likes DBZ? Well... I guess I am just the most amazing, awesome person on the face of this planet. And that, in turn, made girls go, Um, And by that, I mean, Mary said hi. And I was like, hey, you're a pretty cool guy in person. Did Mary hate you first? I did. Before she met me. Before I met you. And then we talked a little bit on AIM. And then we met at college. And I was like, hey. And then she just went to butter. I was like, ooh, you're cool. You are just like your online persona, which is smart and makes fun of stupid people. So I like you. Let's go out together. Like, that's what I loved about you. The fact that you weren't just some jerk who was hiding behind your keyboard. Like, what you see is what you get in person, too. So I was like, that's awesome. You're so cool. Be my boyfriend now. I guess. So I guess guess the, the advice is just be yourself. In all seriousness... There were more girls who outwardly liked Dragon Ball Z 10 years That's ago. That's true. You had a better yeah. shot a decade ago, dude. Yeah, I guess girls yeah. like me who are actually still into it, we are definitely You're rare. You're a rarity. 
Yeah, my girlfriend's a Sailor Moon fan, so I... That's just that's, as rare. That's something. Well, I guess that's true. We take what we can get. It's another get. one of those uh, 10 years ago, it was bigger kind of dealies. Right. So I really don't have an answer other than apparently travel back in time and be me. So. <laughs> in the 1990s. Exactly. <laughs> Woo! Those were good times. Good times. Good Free time. internet for all. <laughs> yeah. All the internet you can eat. Until you Bandwidth. vomit. Julian, this next email is up your alley, so go for it. This comes from Evil Gamer X, so I'm going to have to try and do it in a Long Island accent. <laughs> <clears throat> Since there is an upcoming crossover for DB and OP done by the creators themselves, uh, do you think this force of extraordinary magnitude will stop with just this? Or do you think you can start something besides the two already existing crossovers that aren't that well known here? And no, I do not count video games. Uh, it has a chance of being animated since Toy owns both. Anyway, I know I can't stop thinking about it. That was fantastic. <laughs> or thinking about it, excuse me. <clears throat> do we well, think they'll uh, do anything? That's a good question. I mean, uh, a couple of years ago you had that One Piece event at Aqua City in Odaiba where they had the crossover animation. Right. And that, that wasn't exactly something – yeah, that's not something you can easily port to TV because no. it was like this whole surrounding screens and this giant Shenlong puppet in the center. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it would be cool to see something like that animated. And there is now precedent for what – like yes. silly side camics. Com camics? Oh, God. <laughs> um, let me try that again. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there is precedent now for the silly side comics of One Piece being animated because of the little shorts that they had at the back of the log compilation. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess not right to call them books, but um, they're like giant magazine compilations that came out in Japan monthly mm -hmm. for a while until they got to the end of Alabasta and they stopped because I guess more story needs to pass before they can put it out for that cheap. But anyway, getting back to it, there were these several page side comics that uh, they had at the end of a, uh, about five of those seven volumes, and they ended up animating them and sticking them at the end of episodes 279 through 283 of One Piece. So there is precedent that if this, you know, comic is popular, then maybe, you know, maybe it'll see airtime. And I don't see why it wouldn't be popular since it's two of, I know. like, <laughs> the most popular mangaka <laughs> in Japan <laughs> in the last 20 years. Definitely so, cash cow. I know. Oh, yes. And just think about it. Half the voice actors are already there. Right. Have them talking to each other. It's fantastic. I think, and this is, you know, my fanboy thinking aloud and wanting too many things. I think the video games recently have just been a build-up towards something. They're testing the waters. They're seeing what people think. Do they accept these things being together? And I say yes and I say, here's my money. Get to fucking work. Here's <laughs> give me, my give me, give me. I, I really, really, really want something. Yeah. Seeing, you know, we saw a few clips of um, that crossover thing from the event. And with uh, Luffy swinging around Goku, the Gomu Gomu Kamehameha, I fucking burst into tears. I'm like, that is so awesome. I must see this more. I want. Yeah. Plus with One Piece lately, um, when they haven't been stretching things out, what they've been doing instead of filler is like putting specials in mm. the standard time slot. So actually, uh, in the new year, like in the la I think the last two episodes of the year are going to be uh, Edo period specials. So oh, nothing wow. to do with the plot of One Piece. So That's it's not cool. exactly filler, but it's uh, taking up some time until the manga gets a little further ahead. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So who knows? Maybe one day that will be in that yeah. sort of slot. Yeah, so even we'll the see. TV thing would be nice. A movie, mm. OVA, give me anything. Just give me something. Moving on. Mary, why don't you take the next one? Okie dokie. 
This email's from Arun. He writes, first off, congratulations on your first year of the podcast. Thank anyway, you. my question concerns uh, Staff Officer Black of the Red Ribbon Army. He had a design that would probably be considered politically incorrect in the original Dragon Ball. However, in the 10th anniversary movie, his design is completely different from his original appearance. My question is, was his design changed to be politically correct, or was it just to fit the current GT style of animation? Thanks in advance, and good luck on another year of the podcast. You want Whoa. the Japanese to be politically correct? Ha ha ha! They don't care about that stuff. They don't. I, not to say that everybody's the same over there, but there's so little um, what, of what we would call diversity that people just don't notice it. <laughs> they don't know any better, and they don't know what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's easy to say that coming from our culture, mm -hmm. that it's wrong and that they shouldn't do it, but... It's it's tough to make that call, especially when you're over there and you have one black person for the entire fucking island. <laughs> uh, well, it's not quite that bad. I'm sure there's at least five. <laughs> but anyway, actually, the, the interesting thing is that in the back of Daisenshu 6, mm -hmm. there was uh, a bunch of like pre-production artwork for the movie. Correct. That clearly showed, uh, or what's his name? Com not Commander, Adjutant uh, Black. Right. As an updated version of his original character design, looking quite Michael Jordanish, actually. <laughs> but anyway, um, but then they changed it again a little bit to I don't know. He reminds me of another character from the series, but I don't know who it was. Mm. Um, it's been too long since I've seen a lot of the filler. I don't know. There was a one other detail that they changed. I think it. Oh, I know what it was in the early stuff that they have uh, Goku in his original Dragon Ball gi. Right, right, but right. When the movie comes around, he's wearing it for like the first five minutes of the <laughs> film and then he changes into his GT outfit and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Oh my god, I never noticed that really. Now it's gonna bug me. I never liked that movie. Well, he, he goes and he changes, so right. it's not like a plot hole, but it's still like, you did that just to make me mad, didn't you, Toei? <laughs> so we think it's just uh, them farting around with character designs because yeah. they couldn't give a rat's ass any other way. All right, we're going to move it on then. The next one comes to us from Doug. This is what Doug has to say. Okay, this guy, you know, is really pissing me off. I love this. I love settling fights for people. I just <laughs> picture people in, like, the recess yard saying, Mike said this, so fuck you! So I love it. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of is that uh, one picture with Goku and Piccolo standing in front of, like, the gates of the Budokai Arena with everybody sort of crowding around them. <laughs> and they've got, like, electricity going in between yes, each other's eyes. Yes, yes, <laughs> So the guy that's pissing him off, this is what they're talking about. They want to know whether or not Chi-Chi can fly, glide, or float. I say she can't do either. This evidence is in DBZ Movie 1. In the beginning, when Chi-Chi charges at one of Garlic Jr.'s henchmen, it appears that she glides over to him but I think she simply propelled herself off the ground with one of her feet. So who is right? I think you are right. Who's the you? The, the one writing the letter. And oh, that okay. she simply propelled herself using her feet. Because that was just like kind of slow motion-ish, trying it, to look cool. That's what I was going to say. The scene is obviously kind of slow motion-esque because, is it Ginger that is in front of her? Kind of slowly lifts his hand up and it just seems like he's so awesome and so strong that he can just move slowly and he's that awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, she, it, let's not forget that Chi-Chi is, like we were saying last week, Mr. Satan, for just a regular old human, she's very strong. Mm -hmm. She's very adept at what she can do. 
But if she could actually fly, you'd think she'd do it more often. So that's why like I don't ever. think. She, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's why I think she was just propelling herself and looking cool with the slow motionness. Yeah. Julian, thoughts? I agree. Well, that settles yet another playground argument. If Julian concurs, then so be it. And that means I heartily concur. That means you read the next email. All right, all right, hold on. This one comes to us from the Dude09. And I guess that's probably a guy. So he says, if Cell is made up of Piccolo and the other Z-Warriors, shouldn't he survive even with a headshot? He did. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, didn't he? <laughs> Someone missed an episode of that uh, Cell fight. Goku's point blank Kamehameha that kind of blew up the entire top portion top of half Cell. of his body. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, that brings in the whole thing. Well, Cell says that as long as his nucleus is intact, he can regenerate. And he was pointing to his head. But if his nucleus was in his head, how did he regenerate? So maybe his nucleus moves around. Maybe it's all of the shiny, bulgy parts. And he had a shiny, bulgy part. Well, um, never mind. <laughs> bulgy cell. Well, Let's not know, talk about cell head, He had, like, one in his hip region, so. <laughs> I think that means next email. And uh, Mary's going to take this one. Okie dokie. This is uh, from Raphael. And he writes. Dude. Raphael. He's cool, but rude. Anyway, <laughs> hey, Mike, Mary, and Julian, how's it going? Good. I yeah, recently cool. just saw a few episodes of the Ocean dub of Dragon Ball Z and the last episode of the Blue Water dub of GT on YouTube, and I was just wondering if you guys know where I could find these dubs to buy. This would be a big help and thank you. You can't. Nope. As far as uh, fandom knows, the rights for these were exclusively for TV broadcasts, and there will not be any kind of... Uh, home video DVD production of them. Yeah, it's actually interesting the way this works out. It looks like Funimation pretty much has the rights to distribute in all of the English-speaking world right. for DBZ. Right. But they don't have TV rights everywhere, so I Correct. think it was this... I don't remember what company. It was like AB Distribution or something like that. Right, right. That picked it up for Netherlands and UK and I think Canada for a while. In Canada had it. I don't know how that works because Funimation definitely has North American distribution rights. Yeah. From what I'd heard from people in Canada, they'd like air some episodes of one dub, yeah, the other, and it was whatever really was done earliest next, they would air, and then <laughs> and then the next time they repeated, they wouldn't necessarily play that same dub again. Like they would go through the Busago <laughs> once with the Ocean Cast, and then the next time it would be Funimation. So sucks being a dub fan, no matter where you are in the world, it except sucks for Spain and Mexico. Yeah, right. If you live in Spain and Mexico, you guys get good dubs. I don't know. The dub from the Philippines is so fucking funny that it's awesome. Well, Spain and Mexico have two different Spanish language dubs. Right, right? but they're both cool. Oh, that's true. And I like them. So basically, you can't buy these, and the YouTube is going to be your best place. Yep. We, honestly, we haven't really gotten any emails like this from people where someone actually disagrees with us. So I can't wait to go through this. This comes to us from the letter X. Wow. <laughs> that is one talented letter. Let me shake its wow. hand. X says, what the freaking hell, people? Question mark, exclamation point. What's your beef with DBZBT2? Exclamation point, bang. question mark. Uh, as we know it, Sparking Neo. It's an awesome, well, I'm sorry, it's a an awesome with the most realistic, or should I say most like the anime, Dragon Ball game ever made. No other game has come as close to capturing the look and feel of the anime as this. Although so much more was promised in terms of character... Dragon Ball and GT, which you are probably hate. Move sets, some move different name ets. 
story, once again, Dragon Ball GT were neglected, and character uniqueness by Mr. Donnie Clay, you must and respect the work these people put in to make this game. Although so many improvements could be made to the game, to this game, and I've got a few off the top of my head, it's still vastly better than, than Super Dragon Ball Z. I found SDBZ to be less than fulfilling as a Dragon Ball fan. Limited characters, which were quite unique, and no realism to the show. But, most of all, I've found hours on entertainment in DBZ BT2 that I've not found, even as a hardcore Dragon Ball fan, in Super DBZ. Thanks for taking the time, if you read it, if not well, you can't read it, so any insults or anything would be pointless. To read my rand of an email. Metal up your arses, keep it up. Um, um, okay. I really hope for the sake of argument that that person is not a native English speaker. Uh, yeah, let, let's hope. So, <sighs> can I say one thing off to that? Go right ahead. We aren't disputing the fact that this game is most like the anime. In fact, I think we've said that right, right. over and over again with both the original Sparking and sparking like, we are very much aware and appreciative of the fact that this is so much like the anime. That is very badass, and that yeah. is very cool. We like this. Like I've said several times, Sparking series is obviously the spiritual successor to Legends on the PS1, which up until this point was the most like playing the anime, with just lots of characters and battles and big attacks. And Your first question, what the freaking hell, people? Well... Listen to our review of the game, basically. Yeah, that says our problems with the game. Let me make it very clear that I've been a gamer far, far, far longer than I've been a Dragon Ball fan. I am very critical. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. I can very safely say, once I beat Sparking Neo and took all the screen caps for the site, I have not touched it since. I probably will not touch it ever again. I have played Super DBZ in the meantime. So right there, that tells you something. It tells you something for me. Yeah, it's not, you know, a generalization, obviously. This is just how Mike rolls, if you will. Okay, I'm not saying you shouldn't like Sparking Neo because I'm an old school 2D fighter and this is what I like. If you want to like the game, that's perfectly it, it's fine. It's totally awesome. It is yeah. like a fanboy <clears throat> explosion of awesomeness for DBZ. Problem is... It doesn't have any depth beyond that for someone like me. I don't know. I, I'd like to take this moment to comment that it's interesting. I find that some people just really don't like to take criticism for the things that they like. Yes. And it they take it as a personal affront, as though somehow the reviewer is saying that if you like this game, then you are a horrible, despicable person, and I hate your guts, <laughs> and you don't deserve to live. And we're not saying that. No, you not know, at all. We, we don't have anything against you. I mean, there's no reason to call us names or insult us or... Um, send us illegible rants, you know? <laughs> no, no, it's... no, rand. <laughs> Ra rand, oh, sorry, right, computer corporation. But... <laughs> I mean, I paid 70 bucks for the import of the game. If I knew I was going to hate it, I wouldn't have gotten it. I did enjoy the game when I was playing it. I think what your main beef with it is, is for you, it has no replay value. Right, I see games as investments. And I can appreciate a game that's, you know, I'm only going to play this a couple times. But especially when I'm buying the Japanese version, and even if I bought the U.S. version for 40 bucks, I, I want a little something more for my money than, you know, a couple weekends playing a Dragon Ball game. You know, these games can be so much more, and they have been. Like, Super DBZ, to me, is just, I'm going to play that game again, because I love just how it plays. That suits me, Mike Labrie, Vegito EX. That suits me. You know, X, if you love Sparking Neo... 
great. That that's fucking awesome because it's a huge game and there is so much stuff in there for people. That that's great. But I didn't love it. It's not like you even hated it. No, I I've never said that I hated the game. You just said that you'll never play it again. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it was great while I played it. Mm, whatever. It was fun um, while it lasted. I've got more stuff to play now. I, I guess this just leads into games right now. I am playing Jump Ultimate Stars. We're going to be doing a review of that in the near future. Hopefully we can get it in by the end of the year. Mm. Uh, and that kind of wraps up Dragon Ball games for this year. Oh, we have the new DS RPG coming out in Japan in what, the spring? First quarter? That weird oh, card that, game thing? Right. Yeah, the card-based yeah. RPG. So we do yeah, have another yeah. one on the horizon. Um, we'd like to review all the games as they come out, let people know what's going on, because I definitely mm-hmm. buy them all. So uh, look forward to that, and we'll let you know our thoughts on that one. Cool. And I think that's going to wrap up the emails for the week. If you would like to send us emails, always so easy. You can head on over to EX and click the contact link. we got the info there for you. And if you're in front of your email right now, podcast at DizeX.com. And that's going to wrap us up for this week. So let's say goodbye to the Mary. Goodbye, Mike. I'm going to the other room. What are you going to do? I am going to get ready for bed. Bed, And shit. I'm going to, <laughs> um... Get a little work to I was going to say pack, but I don't feel like doing that yet. So we'll say bye, Mary. Bye. Temple of Trunks. Oh, right. Temple of Trunks be my website. It be. It be. And you can find it at T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. Temple of Trunks dot com is the site to be. Yepers, and then there's the Julian. Yep. And what's the up with the Julian? We're finding you on the Intar web somewhere, eh? Yep. Well, you can find the both of us at http cone slash slash www.dizex.com. That's dizex.com. Sweet. Yep. So that's going to wrap up episode 56. Hopefully, we'll be back next week with the 57. I have no idea what we're going to do or what state we're going to be in, but something will be accomplished. And mm-hmm. I need to get to work editing at least part of this podcast right now. Yes. So goodbye to the Mary and goodbye to the Julian for both of them and from all of us at Daisenshu EX, being really Julian and myself and Mary by extension. Mm-hmm. I am Mike Labrie for Cheeto EX and... Um, 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 bye! <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Daisenshu EX Podcast. Yenasan, Bogno, Nihongo, Kimachi, Kenwa, Ashtarazo, Gokaku, Owen, Shite, Kurasai.